Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. Hi, here we go. Tuesday podcast. Uh, Boomer and Craig are gone, sort of. Craig's actually just getting up now, so I'm not really. But the show's over. <laughs> He's walking He's like an old, old man, man too. Voice. Interesting show, though. Some good stuff today. I enjoyed the fight, which was kind of cool, because uh, Boomer doesn't take anything uh, lightly. And at one point, I thought he was going to hurt Craig, and Craig fought back. I thought it was pretty good, actually. I think Boomer reverts back to, like, high school, where he's roughhousing with the boys in the neighborhood. I told Craig when it was done, the edge of this table by Boomer, uh, which is in between Boomer and I, Craig's left forehead missed it by literally an inch. To where, And that's where I said, like, this is, like, we're getting serious now. I've been wrestled by Boomer. Your best bet is to do, like... What they tell hikers if they're attacked by a bear that you play, play dead. dead, go limp, and just let the bear throw you around. And well, then that's when get you're bored. the heaviest, too, by the way. Yeah, that's what I do when uh, Boomer, because occasionally Boomer will grab me. It's been a while. Right. But if he and I had a little bit of a tiff, like an actual tiff about something, a tiff, he will uh, break the ice by physically grabbing you and wrestling you. Right. Uh, which he does to me. So I just play dead like a bear. One of the first things they will teach you when you wrestle or you grapple and mm-hmm. all that Grapplers, stuff. Grapplers, yeah. You will go through drills to make your body... Limp? Yes. Because you can get significantly hurt if you're tightened up. Uh, so you really just want to be free and kind of easy. Yes. And so that is one of the first... I forget what they call it. It's like a, it's a drill to do where you go back and forth, swinging the arms and... It's so very interesting. It's like I'm sure you've experienced if you have your children in the mall or something and they're tired and they're bored or they're angry at you and they just go limp and you have to drag them through they're the heavy. mall. Yeah, they get they're very heavy, Jerry. Very My heavy. dog used to do that as well when I would try to like bring him somewhere he didn't want to go. Like when he, he just drop down. Yeah, when he knew he was going to go to the vet, he would just dead weight himself. Sure. So I'd have to drag him Absolutely. with the chain. So um, I hesitate to bring this up. I'll bring it up here because it's a podcast and less people listen to this than the Boomer and Carton show. Okay. Because there was, uh, the only way this news would have got out is if one person, there's only one person saw it and one person did it. So the person who did it's going to know who saw it and tattled. Okay. But I have to bring it up. All right. So we get uh, Voss water sent in. Yes. Because a Boomer is a big fan of Voss. And they Which send is us, great. They send the us water for the office. And we, we have to kind of have it in... Uh, the way we store it, we store it in these sort of under desks and sort of things in the office for the people on the show to grab. Uh, it has come to my attention that one of the other talk show hosts not only goes in and grabs a bottle every day, which, okay, but today this gentleman who hosts on the CBS Sports uh, 
Radio Network grabbed four bottles. Clink, clink, clink. The sound of glass clinking together. And then went out. And um, he's now... um, Not only that, he he will also... uh, He was once told on on the radio because he... uh, he grabbed a bagel before Craig and Boomer grabbed a bagel, which, not that there's a hierarchy, but Craig buys the bagels. Usually the person that buys goes first, yes. So whoever buys the bagels gets their choice of the bagel, and then it's open to the, the public. So I don't want to have to bring that up, but I felt like I had to bring it up, just only because we would never imagine walking into their show office. We don't. We and never taking do. anything. We don't. I don't think I've ever stepped in there aside from once to tell Andrew uh, um, Bogus something. Right. It'd be like, maybe if I was on fire and I needed water to put myself out, <laughs> I'd go over there and grab one of if their you were waters. On fire. If I was on fire, I'd be like, listen, guys, I'm sorry. I'm currently on <laughs> I'm fire. Sure that's how it would go, too. And I need the uh, water. So I wanted to bring that up. Two, wow. uh, uh, bring up, they'll see how many people listen to this podcast. Right. <laughs> uh, there's an update to a story we did. What's that? You have something, well, Jerry? Well, let me just follow up with that. We will have an update on the shirts based on what oh, you your just junk said by how many people listen. So I'll do okay. that. Uh, I'll do that later. All right, Jerry. Uh, we did a story last week, I believe. Kansas State University. A kid uh, parked his car in front of yeah, one yeah, of the, the dorms. He uh, left his doors unlocked, and when he returned, his Kit Kat was missing. And someone left a note said, "Listen, I was hungry. It wasn't a homeless person. It was a dopey someone student. Was hungry. Just said, hey, I was hungry. I walked by your car, saw the Kit Kat door was unlocked. I took it.' <laughs> so to which the Kit Kat folks uh, sent him a box of Kit Kats." Right? One, a box. That's a, great. Sent them a box Very of Kit Kats. Nice. Then they went one step further. Kit Kat did. The Kit Kat did. And they filled his entire car with 6,500 Kit Kats. Now, let me be, let's be honest. Yes. All right. Let's be transparent here. I'm not holding anything back. And then for, from, 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 someone from the CBS Sports Network came by and took all the Kit Kats. Oh. You, right. You do this all the time. What's that? You oh, where I do a shout out a product, begging, them hoping to get a free one to send you. Yes. By the way, is it a good time to ask Craig about what we were just discussing about the waters? No, about the junk bomb. Oh, good yeah, time as any, right? May as well, Jerry. So I was going through since Craig is here as a guest. Um, oh hi, guest on the podcast. The podcast. Oh look who just this stopped by, Craig. Hard. Craig. A great opportunity. So if yeah. you remember, two years ago we were doing junk bomb shirts and and the, uh, yeah. the product itself, and I was the uh, I was the shipper. And I had most of the product. You were in charge of shipping and handling. I, I was. And I, by the way, it was kind of fun. I didn't mind doing it. I was cleaning up my closet. I came across a bag of leftover shirts. And I was going to put them up on eBay and sell them. And then we would split the money. Hmm. Are you okay with that? You keep the money. Well, I don't want to keep the money. I think we all would split the money. But I yeah, we said so we should do it rather than we should ask we you. We did rather a, than... a test. We did a, um, a seven-store test with... Um, Remember the name of the uh, the store? Spencer's, wasn't Spencer's, it? Spencer's, yeah. With and the they, actual junk bomb. With the actual spray. Which is a and good they, product, by the way. They put three bottles of spray in seven stores. And they gave it four, uh, three months or four months, whatever it was, back in January. And they said if it sold, then they would give like a nationwide rollout and put a case. They put three bottles in each in seven stores. <laughs> they didn't promote it. It wasn't their checkout. And when you called... And we did. We called every single Spencer's in America. They, they, they didn't even know about it. And it turned out we sold out of the 21 bottles they took, we sold four of them. Not and, a terrible uh, we're ratio. No longer in Spencer's. Right. <laughs> well, we're no longer right. anywhere right, right now. a warehouse that has. Is that true? 
Uh, we got 20,000 bottles. And Jerry could sell You're those as well. Me. So well, hold on. For perfect. real? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a whole sales team and everything. <laughs> Did you, were you aware of this? I was not aware of the sales Who's team, selling but that's it good though? news. Oh, no, it sells every day. Online. People buy it every day. For we, real? We haven't seen yeah. any profits. No, that's, you're not going to. Oh. There is no profit. Oh. I, yes. didn't, I was not aware of this. Yeah, no, the profit doesn't exist on this particular product. Yeah, not yet hmm. anyway. No. Well, All listen, right. the holidays are coming up. Right. Maybe we should uh, revamp that website. Maybe and, uh, we should. Get cooking. Sorry, Jerry so sounds like he's into it. I just want to make it. sure you were good with it. Yeah, do what you got to do, man. All right, cool. There you hey, go. Hey, man. Done. Excellent. All right, There's Jerry. Perfect. All right, so the kick. So it hasn't worked out for you, but this worked out for the Kit Kat. The Kit Kat the guy. Kit. They filled his car with 6,500 Kit Kats, and then he uh, made an announcement to the campus, "Come get your Kit free Kat. Kit Kats." And he uh, people took 5,000 of them. Now, were these the four strip Kit Kats? I or think were they, they were the full size Kit Kats. Now you, as the weirdo that you are, yes, only Jerry. have one strip of the four right. as a little snack, or you break the fun size into two, and you have right. one. I have one so stick at a time for snack. hundred of them yes. times four is roughly 26,000 strips of Kit Kat. That would take you how many years? Well, they said they they said it would take him, if he ate all of the Kit Kats one bar at a time, right. like the actual full bar, they had 18 years worth of Kit Kat. If he had one a day. If he had one a day. One bar a day. One bar So day. you would not see the end of your Kit Kats. Right, I would always have Kit Kats. 18, 36, That's 72 right. tacked on to your 54. Yeah, yeah. 72 and 54, so you would be 128. Yes. So you wouldn't see the end of the year. You I could leave that the in the will. Yes. Would they still be And good? I would do that. Yeah, of course. They're sure. vacuum they're filled, sealed. They, I'm sure they're, uh, yes, I'm sure they're vacuum sealed. <laughs> Let's go with that. Uh, Jerry, are you familiar with the guy who goes like this? Like years ago when you had, you an AOL guy? Yeah, yeah. I was a long well, time ago. He would go like this. Welcome. You've got mail. That's a guy? That, well, that was a guy. girl? No, that was a guy. Really? Welcome. You've got mail. Uh, I guess it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, evidently, this guy is now an Uber driver in Ohio. Really, shouldn't we all be at this point? Yes. I give this idea to my girlfriend since she's a teacher and she's off for the summer. <laughs> to go be an Uber Someone driver be an Uber driver. <laughs> yeah, she said no. <laughs> of course um, she did. Yeah, she said no way. The guy thing. You know what? I wouldn't want my wife out there driving. That is true. No that way. is an Uber is a guy thing. Yes. So um, um, this guy is now an Uber driver and he told this gal in the in this car... She had him in the car, and he, he somehow they got talking. And he said, "By the way, I'm the I'm the AOL Mail guy," and she got him to to do the "You've Got Mail" on video while he was Uber driving her. And that video, Jerry, has since gone viral. Viral. I wonder. I would have thought he would have made a fortune. For yes, that. he probably signed some stupid deal back then. We didn't know any better. That he or was he's, like, be honest, or that or he's bored. That's true, and he likes driving. Right. I mean, so why not? I actually think we met a guy. Around. I told you this. I don't know if I had this part, but when Sal and I, Sal Licata and I went to Georgetown this year for Columbia Georgetown football, yes, Georgetown is a football team, All right. we took a ride to the White House because we were there early, and we got an Uber car, and the guy was, I would say, our age, and he had a beautiful car. Uh, it was a gorgeous Audi with a five-speed, all-leather interior. Like, I'm looking at it like, why are you driving this car to do this type of job? And so I figured, what the hell, I asked him. He seemed like a, a really good dude, and he's like, because, oh. He goes, because I have nothing to do on the weekends. He goes, I work during the week. He goes, I'm not going to lie. He goes, I make a lot of money. He goes, my wife, though, works on the weekends until 6. We don't have kids. And weekend after weekend, I got bored. I don't like playing golf. He goes, I figured, what the hell? He goes, I make a fortune on the weekend. Right. He goes, this is awesome. He drives from 8 a.m. until about 4 p.m. 
and it's in Washington, D.C., it's literally pick someone up, drop them off, okay, accept, go pick up another one, and he loves it. That seems like a lot of wear and tear on the car. I'd be worried, like, am I making enough money that my, the wear and tear on the car, the tires, the brakes, because you're constantly braking, not I, just the gas, but all I the other things. I think if you're doing it six days a week, I think you've got a really valid point. If you're doing it just a couple of days for six or seven hours, I don't think that will outweigh the money you're bringing in. And like I said, that's why that's why I thought of it was the car he was driving. It had to have been a $50,000 car. It was really nice. But he's like, I'm just trying to keep myself busy. And he goes, once I started, the first day I started driving, he's like, I made $180 on a Saturday. He's like, why not keep doing this? I wonder what you can make as a full-time Uber driver Well, I in went, New Jersey. I took an, uh, see, Jersey's weird. You need the cities. I don't know. I know I was in a car about four weeks ago. And the guy told me he makes easy between ninety and one ten. Really? He works six thousand dollars a year. No, ninety dollars and one hundred and ten dollars. No, a I didn't year. know yeah, you yeah. had ninety a day, no, one ten. Nine between ninety thousand and one hundred and ten thousand nice. dollars a year. And the way it works for him is he has weeks where he will work Monday through Sunday. Maybe he'll go six a.m. to ten p.m. And then he'll have weeks where he'll work three days because he did so well the week before, and it balances itself out. He loves it. He goes. The only issue he said is from time to time, and he has since stopped working on Friday and Saturday nights, he said the college kids and even the the, the people in their 20s, he goes, they're so immature. He goes, you're worried about your car getting destroyed. And girls vomiting on the backseat, he said that was a big issue. So he stopped working the weekend nights. Hmm. All right, he's out. When do you want to start? Uh, I'm not sure I would want people in my car. (laughs) Uh, Jerry, a a man dressed as Spider-Man. He was. Uh, he works at a, a costume store in Toronto, and he stands out front in his uh, Spider-Man costume. Uh, well, someone, uh, a woman, went in there and uh, tried to rob the costume store. And when she came running out of the store with her stolen property, Spider-Man grabbed her, apprehended her for the police to come. Did he web her? He did not web her, mm. but he acted like a real-life superhero, like a real-life Spider-Man. And this was caught on YouTube. Uh, the Spider-Man said that the girl was, quote, very squirmy. He does not plan on turning to a life of uh, superheroism, though. He says, I never wanted to become involved in these things. I don't want to lose my husking license or busking license. That must be a Canadian thing, Jerry. What do you think? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not trained to handle someone when they're hostile or needing to be held down. Now, when you yeah. protect... The condo association. Yes. What outfit do you put on? I I don't wear one, but I if I if I became a superhero, trying to enforce all the condo rules where I live, I'd be recycle man. Recycle man. Yeah. So what would you do? Dress I'm mainly, up like in tin. Yeah, mainly focused in how people don't know how to properly recycle. Why did you open condos. up a recycling business then? Well, because. Uh, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I totally just tongue-tied uh, you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know that that is a business. They already do that. The, the state does it. So I was I got off the Manhattan Bridge this morning, mm-hmm. and there were two people walking across the street. They had like a ho- not a hockey stick, but like a bar going across their shoulders. And on each side were these monstrous clear bags of nothing but cans. Yes. Al, it was 3.42 in the morning. Where were they going? Well, they hang on to them until the recycling center opens. At 9 a.m.? Yeah. And where's there the recycling center in Manhattan? 
Uh, that I don't know. I think you better figure it out if you're going to become Recycle Man. I had a, an idea once with my friend uh, Newman. Way. From Seinfeld? Uh, well, no, my friend Newman. He uh, was. You have a, po- a friend really named Newman? He was a postman. and uh, Come we... on, the timeout. Time... No, no. I was hoping you didn't know this now, plot. Now you're totally making I this up. I didn't know you knew these. I thought you didn't know these Seinfeld shows. You know I watch Seinfeld. Oh. I, I caught don't... you a couple times on these when I started to tell you a Seinfeld plot pretending it was my life, and you fell for it. I guess it's and possible. Maybe I didn't see every single podcast episode. podcast enjoy it. There was an episode oh, that's where nice. that's nice. F all of you. It only happened once. <laughs> there was an episode where uh, Kramer and Newman wanted to. Uh, you got extra. I think it was like five cents recycling, and in like Michigan, it was ten cents. So their idea was to load up the uh, post truck with all of the cans and bottles to get their extra money, uh, and it just doesn't work out with the time spent and the gas. So I was hoping you didn't know that, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it. Whatever. Whatever I don't, I don't like you anymore. You like me. I do. Well, but you know what? You suck. Oh. You know what doesn't suck about me, though? Tell me. My choice in underwear. <laughs> well, that's a weird transition. Yeah, it sure is, because I wear, Jerry, something called Mac Weldon's. Ooh, I love Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon has stylish underwear that feels very comfortable. It's made from fabrics wherein if you sweat or don't have the freshest day because you had to go to the bathroom at the office, your underwear will still smell nicely. They have this anti-odor technology, which I'm thinking they should make all products with this anti-odor technology, not just underwear. But for now, we have underwear, and we have one company doing it, Jerry, Mac Weldon. Well, I enjoy the Mac Weldon very much. and you My like- Mac Weldon or your own? My own. Okay. I mean Mac Weldon in general, but it's oh. more than underwear because what am I wearing right now, uh, Al? Underwear. Yeah, well, yes. But oh, an my, undershirt. My undershirt, which I happen to love a lot, and also which I just got for the winter. What do you like to wear in the winter? Sweatpants, right, around yeah, the house? Yeah, definitely. You have to check out the Mac Weldon sweatpants. The French Terry might be the most comfortable sweatpants you'll ever wear. French Terry? Yes, that's the brand that I got. Phenomenal. Hmm. Mac Weldon underwear, you say? Well, I'm talking about the sweatpants. Oh, sweatpants. The underwear is awesome. We know that. And they have I socks I like the boxer also. briefs. Tremendous. Yes. Socks, undershirts. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. the sweatpants. All of it fantastic. Mac Weldon. Let's go. Holidays oh, are coming up. Let's go. The holidays are coming up. I was thinking of getting you a present. Talk to me. Well, underwear. You just said it. Mac Weldon underwear. I want the sweatpants. Oh, sweatpants. French sweatpants, you said? I have a gray pair. I like a black pair. Oh, black pair of uh, French sweatpants. They're the French Terry. French Terry. I went to school with a French Terry. There's a buddy of mine named Terry who spoke French, but not great. He was like, not great at it. I'm not biting on this one. Okay. (laughs) MacWeldon.com, Jerry. And you can use the promo code postgame at checkout. You get 20% off. And here's the other thing with Mac Weldon. You can go ahead and order a pair of underwear if you don't trust me and Jerry, and I'm not sure why you wouldn't trust us, but go ahead and order one pair of underwear from Mac Weldon. If you do not like it, they will send you your money back. How good is that? But please, this is important. They'll send you your money back without you sending the underwear back. <laughs> they don't want your ball juice <laughs> on their fabrics and then back in the mailroom there. Keep it. Do you keep really it. need to be that descriptive? I'm just saying keep the underwear. They'll still refund you the money, but you're not going to do that. You're going to put your underwear on. You're going to want more. You're going to order more. MacWeldon.com. Use promo code POSTGAME, 20% off. Are we out of the commercial now? We are now, Jerry. Can I just rewind and ask you a question? Sure. 
So you're ballsly? I don't know. I, I, as I was saying you that. You have I, ball juice. I just meant ball sweat, probably. Okay. I probably I didn't know if ball you had sweat. another. No, my balls do not leak. Exit strategy down there. Nope. Your penis can leak. That's bad. Do you know anybody that has penis leakage? Well, Howard Stern talks about sometimes that he's that he after he pees he wraps his penis in a in the toilet paper because it sometimes will drip out. That will happen to me occasionally That's too. That's fine. That's yeah. not where you think like you go to the bathroom, you think you're done. You shake, you put it back in your pants, and you feel a tiny wet spot because you leak a little bit. As an older man. You shake. You put it back in your pants. And then it does still leak a little bit. I wonder what that's from. That's just from your old prostate. Why? Old... What does that do with the prostate? It just, that's you know, not... As you get older, it's just, eh. Your prostate's like, eh. I guess that's not good exit velocity. Eh. No. <laughs> How about this, Jerry? Here's a study for you. Uh, what percentage of college students... I'm going to ask you these questions. Here we go. Uh, percentage of respondents who have had inappropriate sexual relations with a professor. Inappropriate sexual relations so with a professor. These students. are just college students that exactly. were asked. That's right, Jerry. College students were asked. 12%. 14%. Okay. You're very close. Here's my next question. What percentage of those who had inappropriate sexual relations with a professor were men? What percentage of the 14 you're saying? Mm-hmm. I would say 4%. Well, no, 4 of 14. No, it's not. So no, out no, of no, the no. people who did it, what right. percentage of I'll men? I'll say 20%. 57% men. Really? That's right. Wow. I would have thought it was the complete opposite. Did you ever have a hot teacher? I don't recall having uh My kindergarten teacher was Miss, well, that's... Miss Giuliani. She was beautiful. Rudy's wife, you said. Was not Rudy's wife, oh. no. Uh, in college, I think I had mostly male professors. Yeah, me too. And so, the female professors I had, not hot. <laughs> Although I will tell you this, I um, I was a, uh, and they they consider teaching assistants on this list as well. Okay. When I went to Indiana State, teaching I was a- Teaching assistants don't count because they're 24 years old right, usually. But they're still in charge of the classroom. Yeah, I would say if those counted, I would have, a, I would say a couple. Yeah, because I, uh, when I did it at Indiana State University, I was 24 years old. Yes. And I had students that were like, 19, 20 years old. I think my sophomore year at high school at St. John Vianney in Homedale, we had a teaching assistant in one of the science classes, and she was a college student. She was yeah. really pretty. I do not remember her name. I don't remember much, but... I see. Let me ask you this question, then. Of those respondents who had inappropriate sexual relations so with the, the professor... back to the 14% of all people, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, who initiated it? The professor the student? I'm going to say... the student? All right, so how do I answer this? So it'll be what percentage? What percentage of students that initiated it? I'll yes. say, I will say, sixty percent of the students initiated. Thirty-three percent. Oh, I'm not going more. So initiated by the professor. So sixty-seven percent initiated by the students. That's right. So I was right. Okay, that's pretty close. Did you regret it afterwards? I will say. Give me the percentage that said yes. I regretted it afterwards. These are students. That's right, Jerry. Seventy. Eleven percent only. Really? Mm-hmm. Does it say what percent? Well, they wouldn't have the professors in there, no. I guess. Huh. It's one of the fantasies. Not mine. With a, uh, you know, sort of the student-teacher relationship in college. It's a it's a, it's a, a fantasy that's, uh, you know, if you go through any of these, uh, you know, like the porn hubs and things, that's a category. Okay. I mean, student-professor uh, sort of thing. Have you ever 
I don't know. I've just never. Well, I never, I never had a professor that I was attracted to. Well, you just said at Indiana State, you had a couple that. No, I was the, the grad- teacher, and I had some oh. students that were very attractive. Well, you were the teacher. Have you ever had that fantasy with the with the student? Oh, at the time with I the did. Yeah, student. they were good looking oh, so college okay. girls. Yeah, but I, um, you know, like I felt like I was in. Why I would ruin my um my collegiate career if so I had you didn't. done that. I didn't mainly probably because they didn't initiate. And back then I made I <laughs> and made you no still weren't initiated. back then I made zero moves. Were you literally the type, like, zero. you wouldn't even like eye contact? No good. No, I would probably make eye contact. I just wouldn't make the. What did move. your eyes say? Help me. Probably they. <laughs> what they were saying in my head was, "Hi, I'm." <laughs> I don't know why. In my in my head, I was. They were saying, "Hi, how you doing?" But to the person I was looking at, I was probably like. This creep is staring, <laughs> and at you me. had hair at the time. I did nice hair. Oh, you still had good hair at the time. Oh, definitely, yeah. You didn't have the horseshoe yet. No. Okay. Solid, thick, thick hair. When I was a college uh, TA teacher's assistant. Could teacher. you imagine if your life would have been just because knowing you the way you are now? Yeah. If you had ended up, and there, trust me, my whole family are teachers. My yes. cousins. So it's great. I see. It's a great career. But knowing you the way I know you, I can't see you. Being satisfied as a teacher. Right. You know what the problem is? I wouldn't put up with students' nonsense. And it's well, a lot of nonsense these days. So you would have been a good students. teacher in 1830. Yes. Where I was in total control of the room. Right. I don't know what kind of control you have anymore at this point. I had one time after I, when I moved to Florida from Indiana State, I got a part-time job at a radio station down there and a part-time job teaching at the junior college. I was doing both part-time till, till the radio station turned full-time. So I, uh, I, this is how you could tell I would not have been a good uh, student uh, teacher. Uh, I had a office hours and a, a student came in to, that was having problems and the student got very agitated and I said, quote, you're acting like a wacko, <laughs> to which the student got enraged that really? I would call him a wacko. Nowadays, that seems like a response you would give, though. Yeah, exactly. But nowadays I'd have been fired. Probably. Yeah, you can't talk wacko. to them like that. I can't say wacko. I guess not. He was acting like a wacko, though, Jerry. Well, never going to get a good response mm. from that. Well, this was good. Exactly. Uh, we have the warm-up coming up next. Which How was did good that again. go today? The warm-up I thought was good because we had a lot of like interesting, odd topics to Oh, discuss. that's right. Today's was a good one. We'll go over the uh, Seahawk thing uh, and the Bills last night with that dumb field goal. At yes, the end of the we did that. Quarter. Mm-hmm. So we've got that coming mm-hmm. straight up. Keep listening. I uh, love that you guys are out there, and I will... Oh, yeah. We, we will see you at 5.45 tomorrow morning with a new president. We got new uh, statistics from the podcast for the month of October. And Looking good. People are, more people are listening to it. Let's see if we can keep them. Yes. That would be really embarrassing. That'd be, if we lost them? Yeah. <laughs> My son actually asked me yesterday because I was reading that, um, and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, look, the podcast numbers are up. He goes, oh, what did you guys talk? Did you guys talk about the devils and hurricanes from last night? <laughs> I'm like, No. <laughs> Uh, actually, I asked Al if he would be comfortable pooping at Harvard <laughs> to where my 12-year-old said, seriously? I'm like, right. yeah. He's embarrassed for us. He was a little embarrassed. Well, not so much for you, but okay. for me. For me, he, uh, yes, a little bit embarrassed. He's embarrassed. He thought you were breaking down devils. Yeah. Not so much not there, so kid. Much, yeah. So anyway, the warm-up right. coming up next where we do talk some sports, and we'll see you tomorrow. Ooh. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that.
All right, Boomer and Carton coming up at 6 o'clock. Alan, Jerry with you. And uh, last night, I did not stay up for the Monday night game. I took advantage of sleep with no locals playing aside from the Islanders. But, boy, what did we miss at halftime of that Seahawk game with the Bills, huh? Well, I was initially furious at Richard Sherman. He came in at the end there. The Bills going for a field goal yes. uh, as uh, the half was expiring, right? And uh, Carpenter uh, doesn't make the kick or he gets... He gets clobbered. He gets clobbered, but they just call Richard Sherman for offside. Right. Which he was very offside. It was one of those steps. things where he ran right. He was three steps over the thing. I've heard unabated to the quarterback. I've never heard before unabated to the kicker. I thought I have heard of that before. I've never heard that before. Where they're supposed to uh, call that dead so that the kicker doesn't get crushed. Yes. Now, initially, I was in my head yelling that uh, Richard Sherman is a punk going after kickers. Right. This is what I was saying, actually, out loud to myself uh, in the shower this morning. And then when I heard some of Richard Sherman's comments, and then I went back and looked at the video, Richard Sherman says, I wasn't going after the kicker. I was going after the ball, right, that the holder was still holding prior to the kick. So he wasn't trying to tackle him. He was trying to just punch the ball out of the out of the hold. Right. He was trying to grab the ball from the holder. Right. At which point he also said, which I also agree with, the kicker doesn't have to then attempt that kick. <laughs> so, and when he does, that's my ball too. And, and as much as I, I dislike Richard Sherman, because he's always talking too much. He does do that. When I looked at the slow-mo replay... He does go for the ball here's the problem. that the holder is holding, not the kicker. Ste- here's the problem. He's three steps offside, and he knows he's three steps offside. Right, but you got to whistle that dead. Well, they. I mean, if you watch, the, I mean, they are whistling it. I oh. mean, they're 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 blowing the whistle. And now you still, I still think you follow through. You're going at hundred percent. It's not like, oh, let me stop. I get all that, but he knows he's offside. So then to do what he did, you're right. He's. You want to say he's going after the ball? Okay, fine. But he shoulders right into the guy's leg. And then the funny thing about this whole sequence, and it is bizarre, and if you don't know what we're talking about, we'll try and describe it, but you really got to watch it. You've got the field goal at the end of the second quarter. He's off sides. He runs into Carpenter, the, uh, the the kicker. Then it's how do we distinguish what happens now? It's a five-yard penalty, but because the trainers came out and looked at Carpenter, he had to come off the field. So then they send in the punter. He takes a snap. They spike the ball because it was third down, so they can try it again. Carpenter comes back on, makes the kick. Up, oh, delay of game. <laughs> got to do it again. No good. I mean, the whole – oh, and in between – all the players left the field because they thought the half was over to where Kevin Harlan said. The half is not over. Yeah, the teams are leaving the field. <laughs> they had a, It was a lot of confusion. With here's, what I, here's what I didn't like, okay. especially from a Rex slash Rob Ryan team in okay. the Bills. From the looks of it, Sherman comes in unabated and clobbers their kicker. Yes. That's what it looks like yeah. in regular speed. Agreed. Not one of those Buffalo Bills even shoved Richard Sherman. No one no one fair. took care of their kicker. And I thought maybe Rex or Rob would take a swing at Richard Sherman as they were going off the field well, what for the ha- half. What happened there was Sherman then starts making all these weird facial expressions, and he's staring down both Rob and Rex. The Ryan brothers? Yes. It's like where, a wrestling match. Uh, to where Rex said to Sherman, You're too good a player to act like an, like an ass. <laughs> I'm sure it was more colorful. No, that was it. I mean, he made oh, sure. Oh, you could see it. I, I think looking at the video, it looked pretty much like that. Might have been an f bomb in there, I guess. I guess your point, but that was pretty much what he was saying. The old Rex Ryan would have taken a swing at him. <laughs> the old on Rex the Ryan. way out the door on the he, way to the tunnel. Have. And by the way, great game because the Bills have the ball inside the ten, and on third down, I think it was 
Cliff Averill that sacks Tyrod Taylor and sacked him violently, and then they go incomplete on fourth down, and the Seahawks wind up winning the game 31-25. It really was a great – and they did touchdown catches by Jimmy Graham, two one-handed catches, amazing. He was one-handed in it. Uh, also in football news, Jerry, we got a little more information about Mo Wilkerson. Right. And why, you know, this uh, perpetually missing meetings. And then evidently he missed a uh, defensive meeting. Yes. Where there was a birthday cake waiting for him. How about a reporter actually? Do you think a reporter ever thought he would have to ask the Jets or the Giants and coach uh, specifically about one of their players missing their birthday cake mm. celebration? To which um, Todd Bowles answered this way Any information on make outside of injuries oh. and football, we usually do in the house. Anything, injuries, anything in house. I mean, he wouldn't tell you anything. Do you think it was a surprise birthday? Like, they're all the defensive players were hiding behind desks. Well, they and got the surprise behind projectors, waiting for I, Mo to come in, and it was just a it's sad. Possible. I don't know. Do you think they ate the cake without him? Yes, you do. Well, what else are you doing with the cake? You gonna freeze it? Do you think Mo Wilkerson would have showed up had he known there was cake? Like, or if he was playing, by the way, had I known there was cake, <laughs> I would have been there. I think he was just reading between the lines of the stories. Oh, he was out the night before for his birthday. Mo Wilk was. I don't know that he was going to wake up for the cake, regardless. And by the way, keep in mind he was injured and he wasn't. He didn't play that week. He skips the walkthrough, which is what we're referring to. You still got to be there. That's the tough thing, Jerry. You don't know to tell someone you're going to provide cake for them in hopes that they come. <laughs> you in this cake? Yet you don't want to ruin a surprise birthday cake. <laughs> you so were all I, into the. Now, would you show up for the cake? I would show up. For of the course, cake. you'd show up for the cake. Well, first of all, I'm a type of guy that shows up for everything, so I would be there because well, it was a defensive meeting well, and I'm on. being paid $90 billion. You don't show up for everything. You show up when you say you're going to be there, you're there. Right. But you certainly like to not be there in a lot of cases. Oh, yes. I'd rather stay home. You'd rather stay home. Hmm. Are you into this mannequin thing, this what mannequin is this challenge online? Mannequin I don't know challenge? where this came from and why we're doing it, but the Dallas Cowboys jumped into it. Now, I, saw, is... I actually saw Rutgers did it last week. Uh, the basketball team. I've seen all these football teams doing it. This is this thing where everyone in a, in the room pretends to be still like a mannequin? Yes, exactly. For multiple, like a 90 seconds. So yeah. you really got to hold the pose. So the Cowboys did it. And I saw this yesterday. I'm like looking at them. Like, what, what are we doing? They did it on an airplane well, or something, right? Well, the Cowboys did it on their team plane, which brings me to one point, And then I'll get to the next one with Jerry Jones. The first one is, did you see the Cowboy one? I did. It's all whatever. It's a guy sitting still. That's fine. The one that's really cool, though, is Cole Beasley, who is frozen in the overhead compartment with his legs hanging out. That looks freaky. It almost looks like, you know what it looks like? It looks like the end of the world. Like they were frozen solid because of the way he's hanging out of the compartment. It looks weird. And yeah, and Steph Curry did one also. He did. Like a bar scene. Right. Also very good. Do you think you could stand still for that, Jerry? Maybe we should do a Boomer and Carton one. Yeah, I mean, you're just standing still. Yeah, but you have to look like you're doing something, like with your mouth open or like frozen for a little while. I don't know if you could do it. Eddie, I I told Eddie, I said, oh, maybe we'll do a Boomer and Carton one. He said, lame. Oh, it is late. You know why it's lame? Because we're late to the party. No, we're not. Everyone else is doing it. Not late to the party. Everybody else is doing it. 90% of the people here in this uh, right now are going, what is the mannequin thing? Uh, I don't know about that. We're not too late yet. If we do it today, Jerry, let me just catch you frozen for a few minutes. And then we'll uh, videotape like you. now? Well, not now. Not now. I'm, I'm going to have no the good. camera out. The other part of that is Jerry Jones did one. This one strikes me He did a weird. mannequin pose? On their own plane. Oh. Why would they not be on the team plane? Why are the... I thought Jerry that was... Jones? Uh, yeah, I always thought that the Joneses, him, his wife, Stephen, right? I thought they flew with the team. Uh-uh. 
They fly on their own plane, and he, of course, was holding what kind of pizza? Come on, Al. I don't know. What kind of pizza is he? Papa John? Yes. The and, Papa? And he can't stop. And it's because I think of his age. Oh, he, he's shaking a little yes, bit. Yes, which kind of ruins yeah, the we, whole thing. we can't expect older people to do the mannequin thing. I, the whole thing is goofy. I if you want to do one, we'll do one. That's fine. I'm with Eddie, though. Kind of lame. Kind of lame? Late to the party. Well, maybe, me, maybe just me, Boomer, and Craig will do it. And then All we'll right. go. Enjoy. What the internet calls viral. And then what will you guys be? On the outside looking in. Blissfully happy. Oh, blissfully happy. (laughs) Quick break. Boomer and Carton coming up next on the fan. Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, just recapping. Boomer and Carton coming up in two and a half minutes. Uh, Seahawks did beat the Bills 31-25. Al and I detailed uh, the nonsense at the end of the second quarter. I'm sure Boomer and Craig will get into that in a moment as well. Todd Bowles did say Ryan Fitzpatrick with the knee injury day-to-day. Bryce Betty could start if he's not ready. Uh, You had the story I see on the show sheet, which is fascinating. Fascinating to me. There's two of them. Oh, I like the, the Browns one or you yeah. get the Cubs one. I like the one. Browns Go. one first. Uh, linebacker Chris Kirksey. Right. Really going out on a limb, guaranteeing a Brown victory. A Browns victory. At some point this season. <laughs> They've only got eight chances That's left. That's all right. Now, I think it's, it's a... Bold prediction, Jerry. No, it's, it shouldn't be. They should be. It's a professional football team. Go win a game. Now, they did not look terrible against the Jets. Sunday against the Cowboys, they look like a team that had no interest in playing in the second half. Oh, and then I was None. thinking thinking this, Jerry. What about if uh, Jeff Fisher and um, who's this uh, Jets coach? Who's about, uh, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. What if they both agreed Petty versus Goff for the weekend? Some interest. Yeah. Ratings might actually go up. But you have both have to agree to it by, like, Wednesday. Well, I don't think Jeff Fisher. By Fisher's, tomorrow. Jeff Fisher's under siege because he won't pull, uh, what's his name, Case Keenum out. Right, so I'm saying. Everybody wants him out except for Jeff Fisher. Right. We want to see Bryce Petty. Los Angeles wants to see Jared Goff. And you're going to get neither. Let's get an agreement. Yeah, you're going to get What neither. if we got a mediator together to get them both to agree to it? I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. Not a chance. And then give me the Cubs one real quick before we get well, out of here. The Cubs ordered a goat to eat in the uh, outfield there, in the bleachers at Wrigley Field. So what do you mean? Like goat parmesan? Like they fry the goat? No, or? I think they, I'm not sure how they prepared the goat. A restaurant prepared it for them. And you said Cubs executives, meaning Cubs who? executives. Theo? Theo and his crew. And his crew. Yeah. They I, ate a goat out in the outfield. Didn't by winning the World Series kind of do away with all that anyway? Yeah, but they were want to have a good time for themselves. The, the chef personally uh, brought the goat. The chef them. Yeah. prepared the goat. I don't goat. know where you would get a goat to bake or... And last one for you, um, Greg Popovich, is he and Tim Duncan are like in love because they text all the time? I get the sense you and Craig are like that. Uh, no, we're not big texters, Craig. You not. guys don't text all the nope. time because I think you oh, do. it's not. Stop. Stop lying. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he just texts in emojis. No, Then I have to try don't. to figure out what, what, it, you, what, you mean, what no, it means. No, I, no, not true. I create my own emojis. Oh. Of then I'm trying to Craig? figure out. Oh, yeah, to the ball new thing out. on the new operating system on uh, the uh, the iPhone. Oh, sext me again. Yeah. We got to go. That was a clip. Listen to Giants football Sunday day, night, Monday night, and Thursday night football. Devils and Islanders hockey and Nets basketball. All here on your flagship station for Boomer and Carton. Morning 6 to 10. Beningo and Roberts middays 10 to 1. And Mike Francesa afternoons 1 to 6.30. The Fan. Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM. WFA and WFAN-FM, New York.